Hello everyone, welcome to Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. Today joining me, we have Georgie. Hello. <laughs> and Ian, without an E. Mahalo. Noe. <laughs> Today we're talking about The Strangers, two th- I mean, I'm sorry. Today we're talking about them, 2006. A uh, French-made movie. Uh, Let's jump into the logistics, people. Released 2006. Uh, I tried to find the uh, budget of the movie in a few places, but it's a little hard to find any information on this movie. Um, I feel like I got to go to a library to find some stuff on this this movie. Look in the archive section or something. I feel you, dude. I was trying to literally, like hack the planet and and find hidden files of this movie and i just i couldn't find anything but um i did find the budget eventually it is a 2.35 <laughs> million dollars whoa 2.35 I mean, 2.35 million looking at the stat for that movie like i kind of get that a little not a lot but a little explain i mean he lucas is what a an author a writer right how the fuck does he live in that elaborate ass uh what what is the term Mention. for that type of yeah i guess i is it a villa kind of i don't know i don't know i mean, I mean what does that have to do with the the budget of the movie though <laughs> no but outside of the the plot of the movie mm, just look at that mm, villa mm. like that's a fucking sure. huge ass I thought the house, whatever you want to call it, was beautiful. So Definitely a million next, dollar house. Your next head. Possibly a bigger, if not the same size house. A uh, million dollars and a half less. So, I also compared it to our first episode, Saw, which was only a yeah. million dollars. And they had like multiple like filming locations. This was in one spot the whole time with mm-hmm. two actors. You know, two no, actors. more than two actors. More than two actors. Sure. But... Uh, I I don't know where they put the money. They had That's all I'm gonna say. Danny Glover. They had uh <laughs> the dude from Princess Bride. Never can remember his name. Yeah, they must have got a deal on that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh but uh, when the movie opened, so if if everything I researched was correct, I mean, if the audience wants to shout through the fucking microphone and tell me I'm wrong, that's fine. But from everything that I've read, it only premiered in like four to six theaters worldwide. But that um, doesn't make sense to me considering it made $5 million worldwide. I feel like it would have been in more theaters than that, right? Or am I tripping? Yeah. Unless it was a direct-to-video, which... It could be taking into account that. Yeah, yeah that's actually true. But... And now it's earning like what do they call it? Uh, royalties and stuff for being on yeah. Shutter and being streamed and stuff. So, yeah. Um, but oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I was a little surprised by the budget. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that being said, though, that being said, it was um a two-person director. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Also, two-person writer. They both wrote, co-wrote, and co-directed the movie together. Um. My French isn't the best, so I'm going to try to pronounce their names as accurately as I can. But David Moreau and Xavier Palud. Sure. I couldn't have said it any better. 
that's how I'm going to say it. They wrote and directed it. Um, they also, for a little bit of an older audience, like around my age, uh, they also wrote and directed it together, co-wrote, well, maybe not wrote, they co-directed, uh, I think it's called The Eye with Jessica Alba. Oh, and yeah, I I've never seen the movie, but I know of the movie. It's I haven't the seen that either. Really? So I was I'm the only one who's seen that movie. Is yeah. it, it like is it pretty good or what? Um, <clears throat> my mom rented the movie expecting that it was the uh, Japanese version, which which mm-hmm. is like notorious. Um, so we were quite disappointed. It's still a it's still a decent flick. It's classic mistake, though. Classic yeah. mistake. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I want to watch that, though. Yeah. Just sure. because uh, I guess we'll just get into why. Um, so first, we're going to change things up a little bit. We're going to talk about what we thought of the movie, likes, dislikes. Uh, we're going to save our rating for the end of the cast. But, um, Georgie, how about you start us up? Uh, what did you think of the movie? Um... I thought there were some really, really good parts, genuinely, like, especially Clementine. Um, I really love the girl power at some instances, um, like when after Lucas got injured and she just totally took the bull by the horns, you know, that was really cool. So I really appreciated that. But to be fair, uh, I've seen movies do a lot of the stuff that this movie did in the past. Um, so there were some instances to me that it was a little predictable. But other than that, I thoroughly enjoyed it, especially watching it a second time. What about you, Ian? I thought of watching this uh, that it was the most basic a horror movie can get. Just basic horror. Just people entering your home and you don't know their intentions. And that's, that's about all I want to get into that. Um, so I agree with you, Georgie. I thought there were some cool chick power moments. I think she made a lot of stupid decisions toward the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, everybody's human. We all make dumb decisions. It's, it's, it's really easy to, you know, say what we would do in these circumstances and not being in them. But uh, I actually, so I saw the movie twice. Um, I watched it once this morning as well. And I have to say, I actually enjoyed it more the first time around. Or the second time around, I'm sorry. Um, So the first time I went in blind, and from a lot of things I've read, people were saying that's how you should go into this movie. And I'm glad I did. But seeing it a second time and knowing the killers were kids kind of added a... uh, I don't know, like, I actually liked knowing that and then rewatching that because it adds a different element to it rather than just thinking it's, you know, just a bunch of random, you know, dudes or dudettes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, overall, yeah, I mean, to me, I'm just saying to me, I thought that was uh, interesting. And I, I wanted to... I did like a lot of shots they did, especially in the beginning. Uh, I think the title sequence was done really cool. Yes, I, I totally agree. I like the shots, like the wide shots of the car driving through the city. And uh, he did a lot of like um, on the roof shots, it looked like, because I don't know if he was, 
it didn't look like he was using a drone, but it like attached to the roof and kind of panning as the car drives by. But I thought it went well with the soundtrack. I like the theme, the piano theme that plays throughout the movie. Um, it's kind of a uh, creepy, but also like, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of beautiful. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I have to agree with Ian as well, too. It was very on the nose, typical home invasion movie. Um, but, uh, I did enjoy it a second time around more. That being said, um, what the fuck is this movie based on real events or not? I try to do a little bit of research. Uh, everything was different in every single website. It might be an Aust- Austrian couple that went to somewhere in somewhere else in Europe and got killed by kids. That might have happened in real life. <laughs> That's what I got from it. Yeah, so the, pretty much the only thing I read is, I mean, the movie starts out um, in the beginning with the the mom and the daughter driving down the the dark deserted road of um, I think it was Snagoff in Romania. And uh, it's being so like, it starts out saying based on real events. I looked it up. I could not find anything on that besides what you said, like nothing on it. And towards the end of the movie, it talks about like the interrogation of the killers and all this kind of stuff, which it presents itself as in like, this is like, documented interrogation footage of what they said kind of thing and like nothing just nothing anywhere so it's kind of weird like can they can't they like get in trouble for this or like i don't know apparently not but i just don't know like what stipulation there is to like starting a movie out saying based on real events and it not being based on real events whatsoever like a cash grab is it like i don't know is it trying to set a tone what do you guys think I mean, has that not been done before? I'm sure it has. Yeah, but I just, probably based on actual true events. I I don't really even if it's based on true events, it's fabricated in a sense to make it more appealing for Hollywood. Normally, like they add a, a tiny little something to give a flair, uh, apart from what actually happened. <laughs> So I guess we should just start with the uh, like the intro here. Um, plot points: A mother and daughter drive alone through a deserted country road at night while having an argument. They crash their vehicle. The mother goes out to check the engine but disappears. Daughter calls out for help way too many times, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> she says "mother" probably sixty-five times in that. For real. Two I didn't even know that, but you saying that right now, it's uh, yeah. Um. The daughter attempts to call the police, gets put on hold. <laughs> and I mean, it's not funny. And, uh, but, you know. and then it's, uh, a movie. it's a movie. It is yeah. funny. <laughs> I don't know if that's just like an American thing to where we have enough people to like answer the calls when 911 is done. Like immediate response. Are, like, are there countries that don't have like an immediate response like call line for like emergencies? Apparently. I have no idea. It was more of a rhetorical question. Yeah, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the daughter gets strangled to death, and uh, um, what'd you guys think about that whole shit? I have a question, actually. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear the question. What, what do you think the kids were throwing on the window? Shit. Like, of the cars? 
That's what I thought, but then I was also like, maybe it's like her mother's guts. It was mud. It, it, it was mud. Was, yeah. yeah, it was mud. <laughs> okay, well. Because it was raining. It, it was 100% mud. The first time I saw it, though, I thought the same thing. I was like, damn, that's brutal. Are they, like, cutting her up and throwing the fucking heart at the window? <laughs> that, would like, awesome. that would have been rad. That would have been rad, but no, maybe that's not time. what happened. Maybe, maybe next on the sequel. <laughs> Strangers. Maybe I'm talking to the kids right now. Who knows? That's true. It's true. They apparently um, uh, exist and not exist at the same time. So, <laughs> I'd, I'd like for that to be real. I just want to get that out there. I would like for this story to be real. That's Why is that? kind of a crappy uh, thing to yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's I over wish and done, this right? had actually happened to two people who were tormented and for their lives. It's still you know, happened. so we can spread awareness on that's you like know saying, little kids being that's evil. Like saying, that's like saying I kind of wish the Holocaust happened, only because it happened. <laughs> <laughs> because it I happened. Mean, it's past I'm, tense. It's past right. tense. A little different there, but. Uh, I rest my case. Uh, so the next day, we start off with the opening sequence, and we were I was briefly touching on that. Uh, the whole drive. Uh, I did a little research, just out of curiosity. Oh. Uh, so she works... Um, where did she work? She worked at... An orphanage. No, it was an academy. It was Bucharest? And... That's in, like, downtown area where she was at. And Snagoff is where the first murders that we saw took place in Romania. And uh, it's about a 23 miles from where she works. So she, she drove into work. It's about a 44-minute drive. I was just trying to look at the geography of the whole thing because I was trying to pinpoint, like, where the murders happened and why she was in that location. Because she, she did pass by the, uh, the car. The people yeah. died on the way home, so yeah. that was pretty neat. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, you got anything? Ian? No. No. <laughs> we continue. We continue down the plot. It's really um, short. It's uh, I mean, that was like a microchasm of this entire movie. Like her, sure. It, it starts out with them coming home, or sh- her coming home from work. Him pretending to be writing even though he was playing pinball on his uh laptop <laughs> let's just talk about that game for a second because i used to have that game you did I think, yeah Ooh. i think it, well, i think it used to just come like preloaded on like a bunch of like windows computers yeah, yeah. i had it too yeah. i never played pinball on my computer ever in my life that's i mean that's it's not crazy, but sure i mean i'm not i'm just saying I never had that experience, so I'm missing out. Um, the whole movie was shot within this, uh, I guess, what like Georgie was trying to say, like a a villa, um, like a outskirt home, pretty huge, pretty huge. huge yeah, um, yeah, especially for the two of them. Like, what are they yeah. doing? I'd be kind of freaked out if I lived in a house that big with just. One other person personally, but I don't know. They had a lot of rooms that they didn't explore in the movie, which is a shame. It's because the uh, the cast and the set were living out of it, apparently. <laughs> Wait, really? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a true uh, little fact. Uh, one wow. of the reasons why they picked that house out is because uh, 
it was cheap enough to literally bring like the entire film crew in and they just worked out of the house like everybody slept in there overnight it took 30 days to film the movie so for a month they all essentially lived together in the home wow yeah they were the 30 days yeah but that's just like one month of rent there you know what i mean like but you have to pay the cast and crew for every hour they work, and you have to give them $2.35 million budget, dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I wonder how much that place was out to rent for. Maybe for Zilla money. will tell us. Yeah, you can't find anything on this movie. It's all speculation. <laughs> this entire movie is speculation. Um, to be honest. Yeah. An older movie, kind of, you know, nothing about, you can't find anything. So I thought the dynamic between the two characters was, um, I, like, the first time I watched it, I thought it was whatever. But the second time I watched it, I kind of I kind of found it a little more familiar. Um, I like when uh, he asked her to bring wine home. She gets home. He has uh, the food cooked for her already. Well, not already, actually, because she brought the food home. But uh, he cooks dinner for her. But um, she is obviously not feeling it, and she's doing like these subtle jabs at him, and he like, and he knows that she's doing it. Like, she, like he's grinning back at her, but like, I thought the playful uh, relationship of the two uh, characters was Aww. was cool. Sorry, but speaking of playful, look at Dougie rolling around back there. <laughs> he's just listening to the cast, just hanging out. <laughs> so cute! Oh my goodness. Yeah, I really liked their relationship, actually. It felt really genuine, even though some of the shit that Lucas did really pissed me off. I was like, why are you going out of your house that is locked and potentially maybe safe and leaving your woman behind? You mean when she asked him to go check on it? It was the car. No, she didn't even ask him. He was just like, I'll go check. I'll go look. And she literally tried to shut the door to stop him and he was like don't be silly let me check and then she was like okay but i really like i wouldn't be down with that That, that's another thing i live in the middle of nowhere and if i heard strange noises at night i would not be down i would not investigate i would call 911 that's actually happened before i heard some girl screaming bloody murder walking down my road once she was screaming for help, and it was so bizarre. And we called the, the cops, and the cops came and took care of it. It was so I firsthand experience would not investigate. <laughs> I think I would. I think I would investigate. Well, your balls are bigger than mine. Congratulations. No, they're probably not. But um, <laughs> I would. I would. I would probably go out and investigate because a. I mean, if we're living in the middle of nowhere, first of all, let me just go out and say that if I lived in this location. I don't know what the gun laws are like in Romania. Is it Romania? Yeah. <laughs> but I would, I would try to have some kind of weapon on me first of all. Um, I mean, that being said, like even if it's a baseball bat or a stick or a well, fucking he, knife, he had the, he had the a, fire poker. Well, th- well, that he got later. Yeah. It was yeah always there. <laughs> That's true. That's, you know, good point. Good point. It is always there. He could have picked it up on the way out. But I would have. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think given the setting uh, where your uh, emergency services put you on hold, uh, I'd go check it out. <laughs> I'd go check it out for sure as well. Um, 
Can I just mention how I don't like the way he, they both treat their dog? They have a dog? I don't think it exactly. was their dog. <laughs> you don't think so? No, I think it was a stray dog that just lived in the area and they would feed it. Because he told it to leave. He was like, go on now, get oh, away. yeah. Well, that's what I didn't like, is I thought that that was their dog. And he's like, well, here's your food. Get the fuck out of here. That actually makes more sense, though. I mean, I think outside dogs are a thing, and I think inside dogs are a thing. But, <laughs> I don't know. Sure, sure. but <laughs> I'm sorry, he's running circulates behind you right now. <laughs> that is an example of a crazy inside dog. So, and it's funny, while he's doing that, Sophie is literally just sleeping next to me. Oh. Like she's she's chilling, and he's just literally being a psychopath behind me. <laughs> How is she? She's not doing great. Oh. She's not doing great. I mean, she's she's recovering, but she's yeah. on meds and stuff, so she's passed out half the time. Oh, poor baby. Uh, I know. But she'll be all right, yeah. Um, so I'll take a so, drink for Sophie. Okay, let's all take a drink, Mitch. Uh, this is a, a little cutoff point. I'm just grabbing something real quick because I don't have anything in the room. Hey, this is Charlie, Triple C, from Brevity Box, a new and interesting podcast from the Ruminations Radio Network. If you're a fan of podcasts, we have a lot of great content to offer. Come check out our diverse group of podcasts and hosts at ruminationsradionetwork.com. The next day, Clementine passes the crashed vehicle. We already went over that. You know what? Let's skip ahead. (laughs) Yeah. We were at the Uh, bad food. He just cranked that thing into the sink. Mm -hmm. Yeets it. Yeets all of it Mm -hmm. into the sink. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. Um, that night she is awakened by music outside. She investigates with her boyfriend Lucas and see that their car has been moved away from the house. As Lucas approaches it, the car is driven off. That was a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lucas then finds the TV on and the tap water running. Uh, oh, that pissed me off, man. I just want to say real fast. Just wasting when, so much water. When did, yeah. Well, that, yeah, you're right, Ian. Way to be environmentally aware. I'm proud. I agree. But I agree. also, when he turned the TV off, I was like, why the fuck are you doing that? You're literally giving them your location. Hey, like, I thought the same thing. That is so <laughs> aggravating. Why? Uh, like, uh, Okay, we already know we can't cook. We already know we can't cook, Georgie. Yeah, and he plays pinball. I mean, this guy's a one-hit yeah. winner. His brain <laughs> is gone, dude. You're right. Plays pinball. He doesn't take a weapon outside. I mean, he just sets off every trap that the you know the killer's set for him. Yeah, <laughs> yes. killers. So so far, not so great. You know what I'm saying? Um. So they get inside. Uh. I guess we should automatically assume that because they would have had to have gotten her car keys to move the car to begin with, right? Yeah, yeah when she calls the police when she calls the police she says she's like, they were in my house. Yeah. yeah. So so she fell asleep at like 1.30 and woke up to the, uh, uh, the music at 3.30 a.m. So there was a two hour span where uh, either A, they weren't there, which they probably didn't get there right away, but they were probably planning to do something obviously um at what point they went inside to get the keys i'm not sure but do we remember if she locked the door on the way inside or do we just figure that they found a way to break in 
somehow. I don't remember either, truthfully. But from what I took, um, this is probably not correct, but it's an inclination that I had while I was viewing. But at the end of her whole bath sequence and getting in bed and trying to calm down and, you know, go to sleep, it zooms in on the window in their bedroom. Yeah. And then it cuts to a different scene and that to me because of the sound effects kind of made it sound like that window was open mm, that's a, well i mean it cuts to her waking up at 3 30 a.m but i mean if they would have climbed that shit got inside of her window got through her door let's all let's also just point out that uh her bedroom door is like fucking jamming and jammed and stuff so i don't know if that was open or closed or not but they would have made some noise getting out of there if it was I think it was well, open, though. I don't think it was jammed until the door, she broke the doorknob off on accident when the people were trying to break into the bedroom, which was way after um, she woke up. Well, neither here or there. She got in, they got inside the house. Yeah. Um, these are some crafty little kids. They know how to fucking cut the electricity of homes and. Yeah. They have like fucking CQC fighting skills. <laughs> and yeah. Little, little nuts. Um, so he eventually goes to investigate the noises outside. Uh, he finds one of them. He swings the poker at the intruder and shatters the door glass, his leg getting impaled by a large shard in the process. So he injured himself. He, yeah. Can he cook? Yep. Gives away his position. Yep. Doesn't carry a weapon outside. Injures himself. Probably a bad lay, in my opinion, if we're just, you know, if we're stretching well, for it. I mean, you're not wrong. It yeah. looked like it looked like she did all of the work. So, yeah, I mean, if we're if we're just stretching now, you know, just reaching, then yeah, I'm just going to go with it. Um, he and Clementine lock themselves in the upstairs bathroom. Clementine climbs into the attic to find an escape route. Um, and this is where we find... I'm not sure which killer. So one of the kids had that little twisty thing that makes the noise throughout the movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard that in the attic. So he that was... was at the end of the movie, though. Right, right, right. But he was also, you know, one of the killers throughout the movie as well. So um, I'm pretty sure I heard that noise in the attic. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong because you could totally be right. I heard something similar to the noise. But the only reason why I argue that that might not be accurate. It's because didn't he die when he fell out of a three-story window? So there was two of them. Uh, well, more than two He's of them. But Georgie. Was there two of them that had that spinny thing? No, no. But I mean, one of them had it at the beginning and one of them had it at the end. Whether yeah. it was the same one, it, we don't know, I guess. True. But, that could be, yeah, you could be right. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's all speculation. It's all movie speculation. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so we get into the kill. Uh, at first, I thought it was going to pan away. So he, so uh, does she kick him or push him? Doesn't matter. He falls down. Uh, at first, I thought it was going to do that classic horror move where she looks down and he's, he's gone, there and man. comes back, and then she looks back and he's gone. Yeah. But, but no, but no, you saw the blood just dripping out of his body, and I was like, all right, one down, one down. Hell yeah. Um, and then one of them starts climbing up the fucking side of the building to chase her, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. These kids, man. They make for good killers. 
for sure. Um, and then she goes back down to help her her hubby. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I thought you were taking control for a second. <laughs> no. uh, just, just speaking about the kids. Um, I want to get into a little off-topic conversation real quick. So I I stole a little uh quote from an old article from when this movie originally came out, written by Matt Seitz. I want to say his name is. He writes for the New York Times, and um. He says, and I quote, when the filmmakers relent and allow the threat to become visible, it's a letdown. While amb- ambiguity is box office poison, you wish that the directors, Mr. Moreau and Mr. Palud, held on as long as possible. Mystery is the marrow of horror. Do you think that showing these hooded figures and not letting it play out till the end of like what's chasing them or what's going after them was a mistake. <clears throat> I don't think it was a mistake necessarily, but I think it was a choice. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I can't say whether or not the movie would have done better or worse if it had been different, but would I have enjoyed it more personally? Yes. <laughs> Uh, why? If I hadn't known until the very end that it was children that had been tormenting and murdering these people, I wouldn't. It would have been totally different. I would have. I would have absorbed the material of the movie completely different. Just because once they reveal who it is so early, especially if it's kids, like that to me is kind of out of left field. Like, you keep arguing that it's kind of like The Strangers. And to be fair, I don't think I saw the first one. I saw one of the later ones. Um, but I don't think it was kids that was doing it in the one that I saw. So seeing kids, No, it wasn't. Yeah, so seeing kids being the perpetrator of disaster and not knowing it until the very end where you see them walking to the school bus to go to school and you hear the noise from the toy, that would have been a total mindfuck. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I think I didn't know they were... I think his quote kind of partially cuts through, like, halfway of the film when, like, they show the hooded figures. Like, one uh, shot in particular that I personally uh, liked and that stood out was uh, when Lucas... That's his name, right? Yeah, I forgot his name. He's so fucking dumb. Uh, <laughs> when when Lucas is uh, running back to the room where Clementine was at, and uh, he's running down the hallway, and the shot is uh, from Clementine's perspective through the crack of the door, and you see him running, and there's nothing behind him, and then she swings it open to let him in, and then right when she swings it back closed, you see him standing there, yeah. and like, like he enters the frame within like the door frame, the frame of the shot. He enters the frame of the shot with the changing of the door frame, and I thought that was a really cool scene. But even then, um, it didn't look like a child no, to me. No, definitely uh, not. <laughs> because I think, uh, I think they said uh, that the one of them is supposed to be like as old as like fifteen years old, so he yeah. could look, you know, he could have the figure of like a, you know, like a young adult for sure. Yeah. What about you, Ian? Uh, honestly, the video quality was so bad. 
that I couldn't tell that they were kids until they got into the to the sewers. And I think that reveal when I knew they were kids in the sewers kept me uh, going through the movie. So, sure, it would have been a cool uh, uh, ending, cool review or uh, uh, reveal. Um, but it, it kept me going. It that that was that was kind of a you know. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, like I think that goes back to what I'm saying is like I enjoyed it the second time more because I knew they were kids. It like I almost wish there was a mix they could have done of keeping it. I mean, I guess there couldn't have been, but like if they would have doubled down on the kid thing, I don't know if that would have made it like better or worse. Like showing from the beginning, like that they were young oh, kids. I thought you meant like cheaper by the dozen. Get a hell of a lot of kids in this bitch. I mean, we could have gone Children of the Corn situation on it and had like 27 <laughs> kids in that house. Oh, that would have been. That might have been dope too, but I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. But the pair limp into the woods, only to encounter a fence. His one and only weakness, right? A fence. <laughs> but due to his injury, Lucas cannot climb over it. He hides in the bushes as Clementine heads for help. She sees the light from the two flashlights and realizes the intruders are catching up to her. She finds her car, but is confronted by the intruders. Lucas hears Clementine's screams and finds the car. He kills one of the attackers and discovers it is a teenage boy. So that's two kids done. This is two number two. <laughs> and I think, oh I think this is also the point in the movie where you uh, finally realize that they were younger. younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it kind of reflects that in like, his eyes. Like, his whole facial expression when he sees him is like, what the fuck? He follows Clementine's screams and finds a manhole in the sewers. Uh, Clementine is being tortured by another teenager while a younger boy sits nearby telling the torture to stop. This part was a little confusing my first viewing. Um, also a little confusing my second viewing. Why do you think the little kid was telling her to stop only to, in the end, be like, Backstabber again? Because <laughs> no he's a idea. kid? No idea. I mean, but in theory, they got to be killing people this whole time, right? He so wanted like, to what's... play. That was the whole yeah. argument. Let's play. Play with me. He was just fucking yanking her leg. Do you think he was yanking her leg, or do you think this is more of just like... No, it was like actual like blooded mental murder. Problems. Yeah. Like mental problems. Yeah, those kids need to be locked up for life, for sure. Hmm. Um, but this is this is the part of the movie where it, uh, I got reeled back in because at this point I was like, "Damn, this is just a, such a generic uh, kind of cow and mouse movie." I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm gonna watch it, but I can't do it. Uh, and then they went into underground, like uh, like kind of a catacombs looking uh, sewers. And I was like, "Damn, all right, okay." It's it's, it's getting it's it's ramping up. I, I I can see a cool ending coming out of this. I hate to go back real quick, but I'm going to. Um, there was a shot when uh, she's running through the forest from a side shot. It reminded me a lot of Suspiria. Like a lot. Like the side pan of her running through the forest looked a lot like that. And uh, I also thought the shot of her running through the forest, and it almost looked like, which, because I don't think that they were out yet. I could be wrong, but it looked like a GoPro was almost like attached to her. <laughs> 
like just pointed in towards her while she was running because the camera was very like with the movement of her. So I think a camera was hooked up on her. But uh, that shot was kind of cool to me too. Um, we get into like the final act. Um, so the so the little kid's like, no, 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 no. Uh, he comes in. Lucas comes in and gets another kill. Um, it's three kids I mean, down. His, his body count's good, you know. Like at least he can, <laughs> like at least he can kill a kid, you know. At least he can kill a kid. Um, mm-hmm. Out of context, or, that's so fucked up. <laughs> that's why you gotta listen to the whole episode, George. <laughs> Lucas kills the teenager, and with the younger boy's help, the two escape through the sewer system. The boy turns on them and Clementine and watches in horror as Lucas is dragged away. This part is the one part where I was like, Clementine, what the fuck are you doing? She's watching him. Yeah, you're like little kids foot, kicking. You're like one foot above him. Get down and kick that motherfucking kid in the face. Lucas has already <laughs> killed three kids. Yeah. Three for this, you. Yeah, this part. With an injured leg. And you can't she, just kick a kid in the face. You don't have to kill him. She, just kick him in the face. <laughs> Dude, and he, that kid was wailing on Lucas for a good half hour. Yeah. <laughs> on the staircase. Like, she had plenty of time to just, like, like she was already in foot's reach. Like, she could have just, like, right in the back of the head, just kicked him. Yeah. No. Just sits there and watches it happen. That, that this part bugged me. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Where's your girl power now, Georgie? <laughs> like I said, we're all human, you know? We're all human. Y'all were just saying how shitty Lucas I knew she was. couldn't. I knew she couldn't. No, 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 I, I knew she had to say something. I knew she had to say something. I was waiting for it. Wouldn't you want her to let him die anyway? Release the baggage. But also, I'm not saying that she couldn't have just decked that kid in the face because she totally could have. So their Katie right now is Lucas 2.0 uh, or 2.0 and uh, Clementine 1.0. So. It's true. It's true. Lucas does have the better body count. I mean, just saying. If we're keeping track, which I mean, I don't know. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so Lucas kills the teenager with the young boy's help. The two escape to the sewer system. The boy turns on Clementine like we saw. Lucas is dragged away. As she's about to kill the boy, he asks, why won't you play with us? Creepy little boy. I wanted to see his head crushed by the rock. I really did. Me too. Oh, I was like, wh- I was like, why the fuck are you hesitating? Stomp that child. Out of everything that they just went through, I feel like it could be easy to kill that kid. But at the same time, to smash a little kid's head with a rock could, I bet, like, it's still, like, it's, it's fight You're or flight. Me that like, that you, gotta, if you saw Dom get her fingers crushed by some shitty little kid who then had his amigos drag her away to do god knows what you wouldn't smash his head in with a rock well here's the first thing it wouldn't have even led to the rock because the kid wouldn't have made it up the ladder because i would have kicked him off <laughs> so, we wouldn't even be in this situation it's true but but if we're if we're if we're keeping track here um if that happened yeah i i would have inevitably done it, it like it's either me or them like they're gonna kill me they're yeah, kill me. and, and to die by the hand of a child like that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. 
Yo, but how? <sighs> I feel like I could just face palm the guy, and like he can't run at me. He's just taking swings. No, and, you, and yeah, like, you're about to get yeeted off the earth by an eight-year-old. I think the fuck not. It's a double-edged sword here. Let's hear it. Yeah, you, you can either kill a ten-year-old or get killed <laughs> by a ten-year-old. Either way, it's a thing. <laughs> I would kill a ten-year-old. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would kill a ten-year-old. A ten-year-old's dust in the wind. Bro. Dust in the wind. Oh my god, this is not what Elton John wanted. I would have took the like the boot of my shoe and just firmly planted it on his forehead and just kicked him off that ladder. And then I would have probably jumped down and just beat the shit out of both of them. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Oh my god. We're, talking, um, we're taking a long time on, on this uh, kid beating. I mean, <laughs> we're just saying what everybody's thinking, you know? We're just reminds me of Children thinking. of the Corn. We, oh, I love rooting against little kids. Love when you get to root against little kids. So she inevitably runs away, and uh, she gets to uh, just like such a, mm-hmm. a moment in movies where you're just like... So close yet so far kind of scenario. Like you're there. Uh, you're yeah. right there. Um and I thought this was it's been done before. Um they did it with the whole door sequence by showing the killer with the changing of, you know, shit passing through the camera. But I loved how the cars were driving by and she was screaming for help. And then when the one car passed, she was just gone. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was and, a really good ending. Really, really good uh good ending. This goes back to your love for Korean movies. Korean movies yes. where everything ends on yeah. a bad note, right? That's yeah. Exactly what I was thinking. Yep. I honestly think uh, if I had it my way, if I was a director and I'm not, so I kudos to them for making their shit. But if this was my movie, I would have ended the movie when it went to black right there. I wouldn't have shown the kids walking out of the forest. I wouldn't have shown them getting on the bus. I would have faded to black right there, and then I would have shown their their dialogue that they did like yeah uh yeah during the black screen that's what i would have done so uh do you guys have any thoughts on the end of the movie i i personally think that i would have ended it with with that uh it fades to black just or not even fades it just cuts the black so like perfectly um yeah. and i agree i like i like the dark shit where you're always like wondering what happened or blah 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 and it could have i i think it would have had a stronger impact personally but Ooh. what do you guys think for me, it didn't didn't really change anything. I uh, it had the same outcome. Uh, either ending would have been fine. I think it would have. I I think it it would have been. It would have had a slight edge. Slight edge uh, if it ended with her just after the car, and then it it just fades to black. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the dialogue, with the and the ten year old boy. So let's let's actually well actually Georgie, do you have anything to comment on that end scene? I, I would have to agree with Ian that it could have gone either way for me, truthfully. I do agree that it would have had more of an edge if it had just kind of ended after she got yanked away. Um, but either way, it, same outcome. I mean, outcome and journey are two different things, though. You know what I'm saying? The journey could have been better. But <laughs> another quote from the, uh, the New York Times, because they're one of the only people to comment on this movie when it released. Um, I think this kind of sums up what it is pretty well. And I quote by my man, Matt Seats. If you're out here, dude, who knew? We're here for Matt Seats again? 
Matt's Eats again. And Matt, let me tell you, we're big fans of your your work. Actually, I've never read anything from you except for this. But um, you probably never knew that almost 20 years later, uh, people would be talking about your uh, quotes on a podcast. So I just want to let you know that we're out here and we're listening to you. So Matt, um, he quotes, it's not an allegory, a satire, or a commentary. It's just a modestly relentless suspense picture that propels its characters through a series of dreamscapes. A haunted house, a spooky forest, a dungeon of sorts, a large part of its effectiveness stems from the initially uh, inscrutable nature of the threat. So he kind of said what you touched on, uh, that we all kind of touched on. It's a run-of-the-mill, you know, they throw their characters through the typical spooky forest, the, the crazy yeah. sewer dungeon. The cra- it's just the, the Bane pro of this movie is not knowing the motives of the killers and, like, what's going on. I mean, he, he hit it on the head, obviously. I mean, yeah. Um, and then we get right, right up into the uh, Matt. Uh, we're here for you. We we hope you're still a good person. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope he's not. Then, I hope he's not either. God, that would suck. <laughs> uh, so then we uh, we get into the scenes where the kids are walking to the bus stop, uh, hopping on the bus to go eat their chicken nuggets. And the quote says, five days after the events, the bodies of Clementine Savour and Lucas Medvik were found by the police. After the investigation, the murderers were arrested in the Snagoff region. They were between the ages of 10 and 15. During the first interrogation, the youngest amongst them declared they wouldn't play with us. As a motive. And that wraps up them. 2006. Hmm. Yeah. That's, uh... Oh. Okay. So, in The Strangers, uh, when in, when the one of the killers first knocks, and she's like, is Depper home, or is, if she, can she come out and play? Something like that. I wonder if that's kind of a nod to, uh, to them. Like a hard I nod. I didn't think about that. That's actually kind of cool. I mean, what year did... Strangers come out? Strangers was 2009, 2010, I want to say. Either way, it was after this, right? Yeah, yeah. Solely based on this movie. Are you sure about that? 100%. 100%. Okay, so, so they based it off of, of this. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Or that, the events. That's like, or the, quote, events. Or the events that never took place. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, either way, uh, I think... If we want to cap this off, um, but we can go into our ratings first. Or eat, like, is there anything else you want to touch on, Ian or Georgie? Uh, I just want to note that this was kind of in like the the renaissance of uh, French horror, with uh, movies like High Tension, Inside, and Martyrs around the around the same years, within like five years, all coming out at the same time. So this was a, this was. This was a good good couple years to be French. A French horror fan, sorry. Do you have any French horror movies that, or like thrillers or anything that you enjoy? Because I know I've seen other French movies here or there, but like I can't, I cannot like pinpoint a single one that's like, like must watch. I'm severely lacking, uh, unfortunately, because I've, I've only seen two now, uh, Them and Martyrs, and those have been great 
uh, great little, great, not little, but great movies. Great uh, French movies. Very bloody, gory. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. But Martyrs would be my suggestion. Uh, it's a little, it's a little heavy, um, but <laughs> if you like, if you like Saw or Hostel or movies like that, you should definitely give Martyrs a try. You you would love it. Okay, yeah, no, I'll check it out. I think uh, that's a the whole French uh, genre. I think is one particular area where I just have little knowledge of and yeah. experience. So maybe you know, maybe I'm gonna start. Maybe I'll do the whole Ian route and uh, do the. Uh, top ten French horror movies. Just do, give the old Google. You know, I actually uh, had a posting on Reddit, which was my highest commented and liked uh, post on Reddit. Um, I asked, "What's everyone's favorite French movie?" And then it had like fifty comments. I, I got like a hundred likes on it. Interesting. Yeah. It's a weird flex, but cool. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I guess we can go around the table. Um, has everybody thought of their out of hundred percent rating? Because I haven't, but I'm 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 kind of calculating it in my head right now as we're talking about it. Yeah, um, I'm kind of calculating it. Um, I'm gonna say I did enjoy the movie. Um, sorry, I'm just brainstorming out loud here for the audience to listen to. Uh, I did enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. Um, would you guys add it to your collection? Yes. If I could find a Blu-ray that's not European, uh, yeah, I would. I would add to my collection today. Today? He wouldn't waste any time, folks. No. He would add it right now. I, I tried to add Martyrs, and uh, it turned out that was re- region lock, so, you know. Yeah, Martyrs. I, I want to say I've fucking seen that movie. It sounds... The if name. you've seen it, you, you've kn- you, you would know. Okay. I'm not going to pretend to know on the podcast, but like I, I could have sworn I've seen a movie called Martyrs, but it might have not been a French movie. I don't know. There is an American version of Martyrs as well. I might have seen it. I might have seen but neither here or there. Yeah, um, yeah I'd 100% add it to my uh, collection. I thought you were going to say I would give it 100%. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, not a million years. I want to hear, Georgie, would you add it to your collection? No. Why not? <laughs> Because I have it on Shutter, dude. I can just stream it whenever I want. She's a part of that digital age. Yeah, but when it, um, yeah, but when it goes away from Shutter, what are you going to do then? Like, Because you won't have it. That's okay. It'll live in my memories. Mm. Yeah, but the whole point of having a collection is to flex on people when they come over. Yeah, but that's not a movie that I really want to be part of. Fair enough. Not that it's not good. I did thoroughly enjoy it. It's just that I don't care enough about it to display it on my shelf. I want. I, res- I, I respect want to have that. Stranger, a copy of Strangers, and them, just to have like a double feature. That would be that, cool. That'd be a great night. Yeah, that's cool. But to own I'm one gonna... singularly, I would say no. Okay. Okay. Joe, you. Because I can't say yes, I'm just going to say no. Because it's not like an immediate yes. Like, when I want something in my collection, I'm like, yeah, I want that. Like, I want to own it. Um, so if I had to give an answer, I'd say no. But, I mean, would I mind if it was in my collection? No. No, not at all. Relatable, I mean, if, yeah. It, yeah, like, if it, uh, if it happened to be, uh, you know, like, uh, a present or, like, if, if I can get a, a banging deal on it, I would, I'd buy it. Um, 
but I mean, then again, it's probably not that expensive anyway. So oh. I, I guess I'm just going to say no. I guess I'm just going to say no. Like, I don't need it in my collection. Do I want it in my collection? Sure. Do I need it in my collection? Nah, I don't need it in my collection. It's more of a want than a need. So, okay. Um, that being said, I kind of have my Rotten Tomato score formulated a little bit, but I want to hear from Ian first. Why me? Because I just do. All right. Well, I want to say that to me, if it was any longer, it might have gotten a worse review. But because it was so short, I could almost get in and out without it affecting me too much. But that's also a negative. Because I don't think it stayed with me long enough. I don't think it affected me enough. Okay. Uh, I don't think it had that much of an impact on me. Um, which is a huge downside. Um, so I'm almost rating it higher because it was shorter just because i didn't get enough i don't know it's kind of hard to explain but i i did enjoy it for what it was and i thought it had some cool shots i don't like how they toyed and played with the true events thing whether or not it's real or not uh i i couldn't tell you and because i can't tell you it makes me a little annoyed about how they kind of like set that up uh I'm going to go ahead and give my review a 58%. Oh. Okay. So that's I an F. I know it's an F in the traditional sense, but you have to understand a 58%. See, our minds are a little, a little different. Like a 58% to me is still watchable. Um, I know in the traditional sense it means like an F plus, but I just I compare it to so many other movies, and maybe that's the problem. I shouldn't do that. I I shouldn't compare it to other movies. I should you know I hey. should I should let it stand on its own. But but at the same time, that's that's there's there's better ways to do things, and we've seen those you know better ways to do them, and because of that. Yeah. You can't Oof. ignore it. You can't ignore Oof. you can't ignore the other work and uh You're not wrong. I mean I've got come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to me. Also, right now. Come back to me. If anybody else has anything to say, let's do it now. So Trudy. Well I was gonna go off of your score. Um I've sure. gotten I've gotten Fs on exams before and still pass the class so i totally get what you mean by saying that it's watchable like that's just the way that it is and i wouldn't necessarily say that my rating is really that high much higher than yours is truthfully um there were some specific aspects of the movie that i thoroughly enjoyed there were some that i've seen done over and over again um and to an extent there's only so much that i can take of seeing the same concept no matter Home how invasion. differently it's yeah no matter how differently it's played out uh, i can only handle so much of it before it's all kind of uh the same you know so i agree you know got to give credit where credit is due but i would probably say i would give it like a 63% okay it was enjoyable, and I don't regret watching it. I watched it twice, 
Um, I definitely liked it more the second time around, just like you, maybe for different reasons, but it tied a lot of things together. Um, but I don't necessarily know how highly I would recommend it, other than to tell people to get into French or or strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, like I, I, I agree with everything you just said. Like literally everything you just said, I agree with, and, um. I, the curiosity of this movie only peaked to me because they said it's what The Strangers was based off of. And I don't think The Strangers is by far a masterpiece or anything, but I like to see, a, like, I like to see origin points and I like to see, like, what's, I like to see the foundation of something, which is why I like older movies as well, because I like to see what current movies do or what, you know, um, just, just how things evolve and how things work. And uh, that's why I really wanted to see this movie because I wanted to see, uh, you know, the ideas that maybe the strangers may or may not have took or the ideas, you know, the, the real life events, quote unquote, that they got it off of, which, again, that, that, that plays a huge thing into my factor of not liking the movie as much as I probably could have. I feel like I was duped a little bit. Um, Ian, what you got for me, man? Um, well, I got my score for you. Um, if, if I want to watch uh, another movie, or if if I can watch uh, that movie again, it's automatically a sixty for me. I I deem that a watchable score, a rewatchable score. Um, it had a great ending. Uh, the fact that there were kids uh, is a plus. The fact that it was a cookie cutter uh, home invasion story was a minus. Um. It was an enjoyable watch. Uh, nothing to cry home about. Uh, give it a 64. 64. Yep. Awesome. So after listening to you guys, and, you know, I'm just going to say that uh, you guys both make some pretty good points. I'm going to give it a 39. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with my 58. I'm going to stick right. with my 58. That's fair. That's my... Uh, Stick with your gut. You're normally right the first yeah. time you answer. Yeah, that, that's my gut. My gut's 58. And like I said, um, I'm a little bit more forgiving with um, with horror movies. It's it's not like a like a like a mental thing that I have that I always give uh, horror movies a five to ten point score higher in my mind, um, which is sometimes the case, most time the case. But in this, I would honestly probably give it a 58. So that's where we're gonna leave it. This has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Room, Them, 2006. I'm your host, Kyle. With the K. We have Georgie. Goodbye. <laughs> she said goodbye. <laughs> and we have Ian without an E. Peace out, homies. Noe. Thanks for listening. Stay spooky. <laughs>